Welcome to the Northern Miner Miner Moment, number 17. I'm your host, John Cumming, the editor-in-chief of the Northern Miner. And Miner Moments are mini-episodes of the podcast, and they stick to one topic. This podcast is sponsored by the Yukon Mining Alliance. You can check out their website at yukonminingalliance.ca, and their Twitter feed is at at investyukon, all one word. This episode has Kirill Muggerman, president and CEO of Geomega, Geomega. He's speaking in a sponsored slot at the Northern Miners Progressive Mine Forum at the Myers Discovery District in Toronto back in October. Topic here is rare earth elements, their mining and processing, and there are all kinds of issues with the clean mining uh, side of it. Uh, China dominates the process right now, so Kirill discusses that. Bye-bye. Today I'll, I'll talk about the clean rare earth mining for the permanent magnet industry. Just in general here, what you see is we know our traditional uh, sequence. You've got the mine, then you've got the concentrate, then from the concentrate you go to a final product, which in, case, in this case is neodymium oxide. Why do I present specifically neodymium oxide? It's all because of permanent magnets. So a lot of the technology that you have on your tables right now, the, every cell phone that you have will have a, a little bit of that magnet. But more and more as we go into renewable energy, electric vehicles, it's all about magnets. So we need those magnets to have all those uh, clean techs and renewable energy applications. Okay, so what is mining? It's a bit of a silly question considering that we are all here from the mining industry. And then the question is, what is clean mining? We tried to define it in one of the first panels here today. So I'll give you my view on it. So mining is we've got our traditional operation underground or open pits. We make the ore. Then we go into a processing facility. Uh, we make a concentrate out of that. And then we send it to a, to a smelter, to a refining facility, and we make the final product. The way I look at it, clean mining for us is everything has to be clean. If it's clean in the first step, in the second step, and the third step, we've got a clean approach. And it doesn't have to be the cleanest thing in the world because we still understand that we have to blast and we have to move the ore. But we proud ourselves in Canada for developing sustainable mines. We have the right environmental regulations to try and make sure it's as clean as possible. And considering I'm a geologist myself, studied in McGill, and I had the chance to work for goldfields all, all over the world, I've seen some good mines and I've seen some bad mines. So I know in Canada we are trying to do the right thing. But then if you look at this, what is rare earth mining? Uh, is rare earth mining clean? So first of all, what are rare earths? So rare earths are 15 elements, uh, the lanthanides, which are very important. They're, let's say, uh, critical to our clean tech and high tech industries. But then really the focus is on four elements, neodymium, praseodymium, uh, dysprosium, and terbium. And all that is going, as I mentioned, towards renewable energies and uh, transportation, electrification of transportation. Why? Because we make the magnet. We take the magnet, it goes into a, a motor, a brushless motor, and then goes towards our wind power and electric vehicles. Today, 85% of that is being produced in China, and more than 90% of it is being purified in China. How do we do it in China? Using solvent extraction. There's nothing abnormal about solvent extraction. It's just that for errors, it's much more complex, and we use more and more toxic elements or toxic uh, products, uh, organic solvents, which are not that good to the environment. So it's very hard to start one of those operations here in Canada. I'm not surprised why. North America is a major consumer, but we don't have any really production here. And rare earths are currently are very politicized. Why? Because there is a big conflict between China and the U.S. in terms of trade wars. And we want to have more and more of those materials available to us because we want to develop all those technologies, but it's hard. So what's next? So is rare earth mining clean? Well, we've seen all those pictures back from 2011, 2012, uh, when rare earths were in the spotlight. 
Uh, some mines are very artisanal and not very clean. Some historical mines are just have not been really well maintained. But then, so let's say that's not clean. And then the processing side, uh, they don't really do that good of a job uh, keeping that clean either. So again, not, not that good. And then we've got the processing facilities. Those processing facilities are considered to be very toxic to the environment because of all those organic solvents. So again, they're not that good. So let's say in China, it's not a clean rare earth mining operation. But then can we do it clean in Canada? I think so. But let's, uh, let's look at the details. So in my opinion, from my background as an analyst, I focused on industrial minerals and a lot on rare earth elements. I'd say there's at least five good rare earth projects that could get developed. But I mean, look, it will take lots of money and somebody will have to raise that and build it and will develop that mine. So I think, yes, we could do it in Canada. We know how to develop mines properly in Canada. In our case, Geomega, we developed a very good sustainable approach in, in a competitive way to do beneficiation and metallurgical extraction with very little acid, with very low energy consumption to produce a concentrate out of Montvielle. So again, I think that second box, we've got a check mark there. But then every single company that was in Canada and, they, in, and in the US in 2010, 2011, 2012, they were always focused, okay, we'll make a concentrate and then we'll ship it to China. But we just saw what happens in China. So in that case, that final box becomes big, a big no-no. So that means if you have two green boxes and the third one is red, well, your mining process is not clean because you still have to ship it somewhere where it's going to be done in the process that you don't want. So it's not clean mining. So what's the solution? So we spent five years developing a technology which uh, is called today ISR technology. So we use organic solvent-free process to extract rare earth elements. Now, why is that important? Because until now, the Chinese been dominating that sector. They've developed that technology around 30 years ago and they've mastered it. They have so much more knowledge than anybody here in North America to do it. So they have a significant advantage. So it, it, it does take some time. So we developed this technology and here's a quick, simple animation on how it works. It looks very simple, but there are quite a few interesting tricks in there. But all this simplification takes time. And so there's gradual improvements that start from 2014 until today. We keep constantly increasing the scale 10 times. And it's very important. You do want to be gradually increasing the scale of your technology when you develop some new uh, technologies like this. So what's the, what are the important changes over those years? So you have uh, improvement in separation factor. You have improvements in your concentration. Your, uh, your operating costs are reducing and your capital cost is reducing. So that's very important to focus on those things. And you don't want to be developing a technology that in one day you came up with the idea, next day you're trying to raise hundreds of millions of dollars to build it. You want to do it gradually because otherwise there is very high risk with those technologies. So that's just to demonstrate to you, you see in the blue, bo in the blue box is a transition from 2014 to 2018 and, and the forecast for next year. So we went from very low concentrations, very small reactors from 30 milliliters reactor and a 0.003 grams per liter concentration to today we are in 100 grams per liter concentration and the reactor is 20 liters. So this is a significant jump. But I mean, you don't expect to do this in one year. If somebody's telling you that they did that all in one year, chances are they cut some corners. So you have to be very careful when you're selecting new technologies for mining processing. And then the cost of the unit. I mean, we started from $150,000 per unit to today, 
we are looking at approximately $20,000 per unit, which is much larger and has much more capacity than in the past. And at the important factor at the bottom, uh, you've got the separation factor. So you want to compare to what's in China. You want to be competitive and you want to make sure it works well. So if you look at our separation factor, it's, you're looking at approximately 30 units. So that's comparable to what it is in China. 10 years ago, I don't think anybody could say that there is a technology that can do it with the same suppression factors in China using solvent extraction. But slowly, gradually, by demonstrating it, you get to that point. Now, next year, again, another 10 times increase. And those 10 times increase are very important. I don't know how many metallurgists are here in this room today. But a general rule of thumb in chemistry and chemical processing, every time you do a 10 times increase, you want to stop, build, operate it, make sure it works, and then do another 10 times increase. Otherwise, you're just going to lose, the, lose, uh, lose track of where the mistake is coming from. So now that that's done, is it still high risk? Yes. How do we mitigate it? So with every new technology, and from an analyst point of view, I've seen quite a few junior companies develop new technologies, there is risk. Scaling, economics, market penetration, commodity pricing, things can change. So now there are no operating rare earth mines in Canada, so that's another problem. So you're going to build a plant, but you don't have anything to process. So the approach that we selected is we're going to build the cart before the horse. So it kind of sounds weird, but I think that's the smarter approach here because you don't have a mine, so you're going to build your plant, but you need to process something. So the scale-up to the commercial plant is going to be happening through the recycling industry. When I mentioned in the beginning magnets, which are the main application of rare earth elements, every magnet that gets produced today produces waste. There's at least 10% waste that gets produced from every magnet. Now, we take that waste and we can process it as if it came from the mine. So it's basically ore. And the beauty of it, there is, uh, it's high grade. We are looking at 25 to 30% rares in every magnet waste. And there's large volumes of that available all over the world. And there's much more becoming available from all the recycling initiatives that we are doing right now. So in the future, you can start expanding into other concentrates uh, like SEG, Samarium European gadolinium uh, concentrates that are coming from solvent extraction plants, which today they don't really like processing that. So if you look at uh, how you mitigate the risk, so here's a simple uh, demonstration and uh, with the visualization of the actual uh, results. So you have your residue that's starting from a magnet manufacturer. You are going to separate the iron. You produce the cobalt. Yes, there is cobalt in the magnets. It's not only in the battery roughly up to 2%. Then you're going to separate your neodymium, dysprosium, and so forth. So right now we are focusing on just producing those oxides, but those are the most important oxides. Once this is operating and you're increasing your scale and you're hitting the cash flow and you are much more confident that this is operating, then you have something interesting. So what's the industrial cycle of rare earth elements? So yes, we have the mine, the mine goes, has to go through ISR technology to process all the oxides. But then this, at the same time, within the actual application of rare earth, there is the recycling portion. So ISR can be applied, as I uh, explained, through the magnet recycling and by processing, waste, uh, by processing ore from mines. So this becomes the loop that North America has been waiting for or the Western world has been uh, waiting for. What are the next steps? Well, definitely grow the scale through existing feeds. There is no need to, uh, to pretend that this is, that we can just today raise $100 million and build it. We haven't even published the, the capital cost for that. So we are going to scale through existing feeds. 
we will be the, running a fully integrated pilot plant in the future on Montviel ore to, separate it, uh, to produce separated oxides from lanthanum, cerium, NDPR, SEG, and heavy rares, exactly as if it was a solvent extraction facility, just to compare everything, demonstrate market penetration, demonstrate economics, demonstration of sustainable operation of the SR technology, and then build it and they will come. Then you have a much higher chance of attracting other companies building as well mines, GeoMega will have a much higher chance of building its own mine, and then you have an opportunity to start producing rare earth oxides in North America. We can't pretend that, that electric vehicle manufacturers don't want to produce electric, uh, uh, electric motors in North America, it's just that there is no oxide supply. So if there was oxide supply, there would be metal manufacturers here, and if there were metal manufacturers, we'd be making the magnet. The last mega manufacturing facility in North America uh, has shut down in 2012. So everybody's looking for that supply and that technology is there to try and complete that cycle. In summary, so we are basically looking at clean mining needs to go from ore to the final product. Now, if that works, then we got rares that can be used in North America for the renewable energy industry and the transport electrification. Canada has the required natural resources. I think we can become a major supplier of rare earth elements. And the missing part is the refining portion. I think pretty much that's it.